Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good day, everyone. Welcome to One Love Rising on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Heidi Little, and I am expecting Bob Challenger, my co-host, to appear at any moment here. Um, it's a beautiful time to be alive. There is a lot of things transitioning and transforming, and we're looking forward to diving in and around and through and transmuting anything that needs to be taken care of and uplifting and supporting and empowering everything else in the whole wide world. Um, for the next 20 seconds, just focus on your heart space and activate your seat of light in your heart. All right, breathing in the love, breathing out the love, breathing in the love, breathing out the love. Pick one thing that you are actualizing in your life and just give it some space and some love right now. Maybe um, you're holding space for a loved one. Maybe you have something new you're embarking on. Maybe you have a new skill set all of a sudden that you are learning to work with. And let's just lift that beautiful thing up into the light and see all the love surrounding it, enhancing, supporting, uplifting, igniting, inspiring, and it flows into all that is. Breathing in the love, breathing out the love. Let's have a conversation. I believe Bob is here. Bob, are you with us? Uh, absolutely. Excuse me. Heidi, and thank you. That was quite wonderful what I heard. <laughs> Yay. We just put ourselves into the realm of possibility and enhanced and uplifted something important to us. And now it is in its manifestation to actualize and come back to give us more love. So, hallelujah, here we grow. <laughs> Yay. Well, absolutely. Yeah, and so you know, it's I was working a year on that. Since we had, how long has it been since we had a show, Bob? Six months. Oh, it's got to be. At, I would say longer than that. I would say about a year. Oh my gosh! Yeah, been a while. I can't believe been it. A while. Yeah, I yeah. I can't believe it. So, yeah. what have you been doing? 
Well, you know, I I was uh, heavily involved between Earth Day, April 22nd, and the summer solstice, June 21st, with this uh, event that Barbara Mark Hubbard suggested I create and implement and follow through with, which I did. It was a 61-day affair of uh, following the Fibonacci series of numbers uh, each day at 11.11 a.m., uh, from Earth Day, April 22nd, I uh, created, uh, along with help from other dimensions, uh, a global wave, which started in um, uh, on Earth Day and with one one divine unit, uh, and uh, it ended up with uh, uh, in on the summer solstice, uh, which was June 21st, when I was on at the international. Uh, I was. Um, uh, in Niagara Falls at the uh, White Pine Tree for Peace that was planted back in 2012 and mm-hmm. uh, completed that 61-day event along with two friends that were over there at the same time at the Peace Tree. And uh, from that one divine unit on Earth Day, we, following the Fibonacci series of numbers times 761 times, turns out cool. to be 4 trillion Four trillion fifty-two billion seven hundred and forty million, and a couple hundred thousand and twenty-one divine units from that one, and we transferred that energy into uh, uh, from my computer into my Reiki wand, and then from the Reiki wand into the peace tree, and uh, we have uh, witnesses about that, and uh, I'm understanding that this wave uh, will continue to flow around the planet. Until our our imminent transformation, so I'm I'm Yay! waiting for man, I'm waiting for manifestation too. Something about forty days from when I started that, which will take okay. us right to the summer uh, end of July, beginning of August, one of the sabbats. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm mm-hmm. looking for a big change by then. Yeah, I feel it, and I have goosebumps all over. Um, thank you for that. It was. Um, for me personally, I felt um, a huge shift between the work you were doing, the work I was doing, the work we did with the co-creators convergence, the work we've been doing on a global level, the work the children are doing. And I think just all of that combined has totally tipped the scales in a way we haven't experienced before. And um, I had something happen the other day also that um, I was able to lift all the suffering in, from everything up into um, the light to be transmuted and it's going to be sent back to us and so I think that that's a part of everything that you're doing too that whole sending it back that sending it back to receive and now I think we really need to be open to welcoming to receiving to you know really letting yep. go of any of those things that were keeping things at bay you know like just the channel that 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 spiral, the spiral, the in and the out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So uh, yeah, thank you for you're... doing that. That was so. Just so everybody's really clear here, every single day, Bob sent a wave of love, and other interdimensional helpers and supporters around the planet, based on the Fibonacci sequence of increasing increments of divine love. And he did that from Earth Day through to June 21st, the Children's Global Wave of Love, World Peace and Prayer Day, Yoga Day, the whole nine yards. 
and it has created a wave effect that is unstoppable. So, Bob, yeah, baby, woohoo! That's what we're <laughs> well, you know, talking about here. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, um, awesome. again, uh, I uh, must tell you that Barbara Marks Hubbard was the inspiration for this whole event, and. Um, and this was right after she graduated back in April, April mm-hmm. 10th. She graduated mm-hmm. into heaven. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, she and I were very close, uh, extremely mm-hmm. close. We spent a lot of time mm-hmm. working together and helping each mm-hmm. other and living in community together. And so mm-hmm. anyway, uh, she was the one that woke me up at uh, sunrise on, on the 13th of April, three days after she graduated, and said, uh, mm-hmm. Go outside and take some pictures of the sunrise. So I did. Anyway, besides doing doing that, uh, there was a one Canada goose that flew from the left to the right when it crossed the path of the sun. The whole cloud formation of the sky changed. So I don't uh, know what that means. But well, anyway, yeah. uh, freedom, and, uh, flight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. the high heart because sunrise is the color of the high heart. Um, ever since. Oh yeah. Um, I got to connect with her, too, uh, as she was transitioning. So while she was still hooked up to life support, I was in communication with her. And um, and she was wow. all about the high heart, um, which she said was the global smile business. It's the high heart. Yeah. So it was really that peachy, orangey, golden, pink, you know, kind of color. And wow. so now everything has been washed with that as far as I can see. And so, and I got to go to Sunrise Ranch for the first time ever. I didn't get to work with Barbara in the human form um, while she was in body. Yep. Uh, and so it was really great to be there and to see the people who she's been around, you know, to experience the oh, people indeed. that she's been around. Um, and so that was, that was super great. My only, um, issue I suppose with the whole thing is that um, I feel that she should have been more celebrated in life and I would really like to address that as we're moving forward celebrating the people in our lives for their gifts and for their offerings and their service should be a daily practice from each of us and waiting until they pass on to celebrate their work is not i don't i don't feel about that like i feel that i would have i watched how people reacted to her posts and stuff on social media and it was slim it was minimal and she deserved millions of people i feel who knew who she was while she was alive. And so it's a great honor to be on this call with you, Bob, because you're one of those um, conscious leaders and evolutionaries that I feel deserve the respect in this lifetime, not to mention the power after we transition. But now, right now, you're here. You're (laughs) awesome. What you do for the world should be known by all. And, And we should be uplifting one another this way in body, right? Embodiment while we're here on this planet. Yeah. Well, you know, um, Barbara Marks Hubbard was on the shift network going back uh, several years ago when it got started. 
and, and mm-hmm. leading up to the year 2012 as well. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. was the most popular guest on the Shift Network for those all those years because of her wisdom Good. and mm-hmm. uh, the beauty mm-hmm. that she speaks about. And uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, but yeah, but anyway, uh, there's so many uh, people that have uh, been following her work intensely and 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 mm-hmm. working together, like you know Charlie Riverman, Bergeron, and many yeah. others. I mean. Hundreds of others, and yeah. they're saying basically, you know, let's see what else we can do with the wisdom that she shared with us, and and, and make more things that work for for the whole thing. And the whole thing, when she told me we are on on the thirteenth of April, we are the Rainbow Bridge, and it's a metaphor yeah. for many things, but it, it also is a meta. It, it, it does say. We are connecting with one another through spirit uh, once yeah. we leave this dimension, and that's the Rainbow Bridge that connects us. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's all absolutely. Good. Absolutely. When the light thought itself out of the darkness into color and sound, it was a rainbow. So, that's where we all sprung forth from. And that's who we are, really, in a nutshell. It's like the light and then the whole frequencies and spectrums of color and sound. So I am supporting people now in really recognizing each other's gifts and who they really are here on this planet now as we um, come together in love and grace, yeah? And so um, can you fill me in, Heidi, with uh, where you are right now with all the amazing courses you've taken and the degrees you now have for education and where, where you think we are going with uh, making the education for children um, far more wonderful than it is Ooh. at the moment. Okay, yay. That's a fabulous thing. Thanks, Bob. Um, well, uh, I finished the master's in education in January in how do we teach self-love and advancements in social-emotional learning. And then we founded the Center for Advancement in Social-Emotional Learning, and Angel Fullerton has been very um, amazing. She helped build the website and everything. So that's seladvancement.org. And so International Children's Month, which has been going on for seven years now, was made to empower and uplift the children. And, of course, we believe we're all children, so, you know, everyone. Uh, but a special focus on our, you know, 21, 25 to 21 kind of and younger because they didn't have a voice. And I saw the, the need um, for them to be seen in a different way and for them to be understood in a different way. And so now it's happening. So the rise of the children's environmental um, platform with Greta and all the children on the planet Shetezka with the Earth Guardians, our Children's Trust with the taking care of the governments and the oil and the pollution and all that jazz. Then we've got our young friend who made 50 Seconds to Save the World um, about the coral reef. So um, while we are educating and helping educators transform into their highest selves walking around here on this planet and having the tools and techniques to be able to share those embodiment practices with the children and the youth, creating safe and brave spaces within ourselves so that our world is safe and brave. Um, we have also this new thing we're going to start with International Children's Month, Bob. So I hope you agree because you're on my board. <laughs> sure. 
sure. Okay. Um, but we wanted to, yeah. told me to create youth in action platforms. So essentially we would be getting some grants and some doing some sponsorships, endorsements and fundraising to create teams of children based in love and action who want to go out and plant coral or they want to go out and plant trees or they want to go out and save the water or they want to go educate, you know, on girl child empowerment or, you know, whatever the need is in their community. But the, I think the key one we're going to focus on is the, with the coral. Um, okay. Because this young man made this video, and he literally went to all the coral reefs. And I'm really sorry to tell people this. I'm really sorry to tell people this. Um, but from his footage and the experiences with his team, every single reef is dead on the planet. And... That means we're in really big trouble <laughs> so far as taking care of ourselves on a micro level and a macro level. Coral reefs are tiny communities of species and beings that helped make our air. And so as water people on a water planet, we have really done a disservice to ourselves and to the beings that help us breathe here. And so thank God there are already restorative initiatives happening where people are planting coral and growing it, but we need to really focus on on re-inhabiting and taking care of the coral reef. I knew that we needed to do it. Remember, Bob, back in the, like, last year or the year before where we sent the love, global wave of love to the coral? Yep. Yeah, that was two years ago. I could never have stopped. I wish I wouldn't have stopped. I wish I would have kept that initiative going. Um, But it's really hard for me, being a oneness person, to determine what needs the most love now you know what I mean it was like it was anyway so this young man if you guys haven't seen it yet go to YouTube it's called 50 seconds to save the world or 50 minutes to save the world and uh and he literally shows you what's underneath the water and we think that it looks like Walt Disney's underwater world and it doesn't look like that anymore it did look like that it does not look like that we are in a crisis with the coral. We really are. And, um, and with our air. And so the children, I'm following them. Remember how Bob, we've just been making these platforms for their empowerment and hoping to support them enough that, you know, we would understand what to do next. And all of them are writing up about the same thing. Our planet, our mother earth. So our focus now for International Children's Month is going to be on our environment and supporting our children's empowerment in their environment. So I don't know yet what that looks like (laughs) other than these youth in action teams, youth in action for the coral, youth in action for the rainforest, youth in action for food systems, you know, whatever we're going to do. But it's going to take a team, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's a great format that can be used in so many areas of the earth, 
And, of course, mm-hmm. now with the technology we have and the young people have the availability to record video mm-hmm. as well as pictures and put together messages about their mm-hmm. projects and then mm-hmm. uh, find a way to get some of these grants to be uh, um, flowing into the hands of these filmmakers or video yeah. makers, whatever, and they have them continue to, to get the message out about what we need to do on this planet, especially in their own communities where they're all, yep. everybody's facing different uh, issues. So I think it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, so the children gave us that guidance. You know, if they wouldn't have stood up and told us, we wouldn't know. So... Um, I'm very proud of them, and I'm really um, really honored to have been a part of, with you and Shannon and our supporters for International Children's Month, of freeing their voice. You know, it's like their voice has become freed. And that, I think, was it um, somebody back in the day, some guru said to give somebody their voice is the most powerful thing. So I just kind of realized, you know, in the last few weeks what, we really invested our lives in for the last seven years and I just feel really honored yeah. to have been a part of that, you know, to experience that, to be part of that. And so now it's just going to be really about people getting really comfortable with themselves and their unique and beautiful gifts that they have here. And it's about your heart and, and your awakening and, and your process and, you know, and and your love in action, and um, yeah, that's the that's the consciousness that's that's arising here on the planet. And then, do you think I should talk about the that mushroom thing, Bob? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you know, it's science, and uh, the <laughs> benefits are phenomenal. Yes, I think you should. Yeah. All right. Well. I was telling Bob the other day, because in one day I had this um, ascension thing happen. I've I've had it one other time in my life, and I was pregnant with my first son. Um, but like I mentioned earlier, I was able to take all of our suffering up to the light and have it transformed, and it's being sent back to us. And then I reached out to our star families, and I asked for help with the coral, for help with our environment, because we need it. And most specifically, I address this, um, there's a chain of islands that have some indigenous relatives that have been moved from one of the islands. They are living on that island again, though, now. And the government, a U.S. government used those islands um, as a testing ground for nuclear warheads. And they did a number of nuclear explosions. And they took all the waste and they put it on an island with unlined crater from one of the bombs and they covered it with a 16 inch cement dome and nobody watches it or takes care of it and the sea levels are rising and it could become our biggest catastrophe if we don't address it so I don't know what to do with nuclear waste and I don't know if anyone on this planet yet knows what to do with nuclear waste so I put it out to the star nations and our family while I was in this really powerful high place the other day and um, and I asked for help, and they said it could take some time for them to get here, but they sent me an image of these mushrooms. I saw mushrooms that 
are eating plastic. I don't know if anybody's seen this on Facebook or not, but there's these mushrooms that eat plastic. And so they showed me a mushroom that could potentially dispose of nuclear waste. And so it would, of course, take a scientist on the planet finding this mushroom and recognizing what it can do. And then they showed me shipping this nuclear waste to all the countries in the world, dispersing it and dividing it up equally, because it's not just one country's problem. If this stuff gets out, it's everybody's problem. It's like game over type of scenario problem. And so um, so they showed shipping it to different countries in the world and every country having a space where they put the nuclear waste and then all these mushrooms get planted to eat up this nuclear waste. <laughs> and then they showed me people going there and like being trained and taught to go to these places and send their love to these mushrooms for taking care of this nuclear waste. And that just seems so far out there to me, but not at all at the same time. I mean, because right now we have to, we have people who don't even know how to love themselves or love each other, right? Like, how are we going to get to the place where they love the mushrooms? But anyway, so that's just like something for you guys to like sit on and ponder maybe with me and just kind of hold space that, that we come up with a solution to take care of the nuclear waste. Because once our attention is focused on cleaning up the nuclear waste, we will not be empowered at all to have nuclear waste again because there it's just so hard to take care of it and it does so much damage so i mean the person who split the atom in the first place i have to tell you i am not very impressed (laughs) i don't know who let that guy do that but that was kind of like our biggest mistake almost, you know, like letting somebody split an atom. It's like, are you kidding me? That's just like the worst thing you can possibly do. It's a very bad idea. And then, you know, there's a lot of arguments out in the world, but I'll tell you what, there's nothing. Barbara Marks, and I learned this at CCC because Barbara Marks Hubbard's biggest question was, what powerful peace can come from nuclear waste? or nuclear war, nuclear, nuclear power. There we go. What peace and highest love can come from nuclear power? And I thought, what a great question. That is the greatest question of all time, right? That's what I thought when I heard it. I was like, oh, my God, that's the greatest question ever. And if we can look at it like that, I think we'll solve all our problems, right? Because it's like it 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 is only created for destructive purposes, right? Yep. So uh, how can we look at this? And so that's where that all came from. So call me cuckoo, whatever. I like the idea of being able to dispel of this nuclear waste before it gets into our oceans and kills everybody. So <laughs> I'm like, I love you guys. I want to flourish on this planet far into the future and have beautiful waters and gorgeous skies. And yes, we are supernatural beings on this planet, and we are capable of far more than we can ever imagine. So anybody else who's got something, you know, they can come up with that makes sense, then please do. Yeah. Please. And, and do, do, we, do not be restricted by the 
belief that we live only in three dimensions. We are multidimensional beings living in a multi dimensional universe and there are all kinds of things that we are not aware of in three dimensions about what we can do but these are slowly being introduced into our consciousness as we move into a multi-dimensional field in our evolution and pay attention you know the universe (laughs) said to love the mushrooms Heidi don't give up on that (laughs) oh I love it I love it for me I will hold that and just see that and just see our nuclear waste dissipate that's all I want yeah I want to see it dissipate right and as it dissipates then our environment is restored even further so I'm just like I'm just gonna go on that one like oh yeah let's dissipate that stuff because because there's power in that. There's there's peaceful power in dissipating your weight. Oh my God, really? We have 90 seconds left. That's it. Bob, wow. What a, it's the yeah. last day of the month for International Children's Month. Bob, congratulations on another month of raising the bar of love, care, and respect for all the children on earth, including ourselves and everyone here. Thank you, Bob. Oh, you're welcome, Bob. It's also tomorrow. June 30th is tomorrow. So uh, I'll be doing okay. that. And then. Um, Canada Day comes on Monday, so I'll be celebrating both at midnight tomorrow night. Oh, I love it. Okay. Well, um, you can reach Bob and I both through internationalchildrensmonth.com, on Facebook and social media. Um, This is a podcast. Please share widely with your friends and family. Shannon Crossbear, our grandma Noko, who's been holding the space with us for seven years. We love you. We thank you. We respect you, Water. And to all the people who are rising in their consciousness, God bless you, Spirit bless you, and may you just have the highest, most divine unfolding. We love you. And Bob, thanks again. It's always fun to talk. Yay. You bet. Here we grow. Here we grow. See you all soon.